Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh, clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Look, y'all know we harp on it a lot. You need a good pair of binos. Yeah, I never hunted with binos until I was almost into my 20s. I never did it when I was a teenager or anything like that. Or when I was a kid, we never had binos. And when I bought my first pair of Vortex binos, the first binos I ever purchased back in like 2015, it immediately made a huge difference for me, especially in the turkey woods. So give yourself the advantage of a good pair of binos this spring, whether you're looking for more of like an entry-level bino like the Vortex Diamondbacks or something really, really nice like the Razors. Vortex is going to have something for you. And hey, don't pay full price for it. Use our discount code at eurooptic.com. Use the code SGN10 to get a discount on any Vortex optics that you want to order. Again, that's eurooptic.com, code SGN10 to go get a discount on any Vortex product you order. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Strut Report. Again, my name is Jacob Myers and I'm really glad you tuned in today. We have a great lineup where we're going to be covering all the way from North Carolina out to South Dakota and pretty much everywhere in between. You're going to get a really good insight of what's going on in the Southeast along what's kind of going uh, along in the Midwest and then farther out West. And also you're going to kind of hear about also my hunt a little bit. I'm going to be covering the state of North Carolina and uh, you know I was able to be successful while up there this weekend with my buddy uh, Greg Broadway. So once again guys this episode is going to be brought to you by Onyx Maps. Onyx has helped me so much while traveling and hunting guys. I'm I mean, this hunt would not have happened in North Carolina, and me and Greg would not have shot those two birds if it wasn't for Onyx. We found a piece of public land that Greg knew of, but really didn't know the size or really, you know, the background of this public land that was right across the street from his farms. And because of us being able to get on there and look at that overlay feature of the aerial maps and the topography maps, we were really able to get on these birds very easily once they started gobbling. We could look at that map and figure out where they were and get in between them. And turned out we doubled up on public land on opening day. It helped us out a ton. I'm going to be hunting in Georgia. Currently, guys, I'm in South Carolina right now for work. And we'll be going down to Georgia to go hunt with a buddy of ours, Jordan Barnes, uh, this weekend. And definitely will be using Onyx. And also um, on my trip up to Ohio for work in a couple of weeks, I'm going to try to hunt some public land in southern Ohio. And I know Onyx is really going to come in handy up there trying to pinpoint some public ground I can hit while I'm up there and make the most out of, out of that trip. But uh, once again, guys, you know, we'll, we'll turn this over to the report. But before we do, just want to let y'all know we have a huge giveaway, guys, we're doing right now that if you, you got to listen to the end of the podcast to get the details and learn how you can enter the win. But it is with two huge players in the turkey industry that I know y'all are really going to enjoy. And it's two companies that's really treated us well or has treated us well in the past and uh, definitely wants to uh, look out for our listeners. And they definitely are fully engaged and fully involved with you know, y'all's needs and really being a part of this show. And I really do appreciate them. So guys, you know, make, you know, get through this uh, short report. You're going to learn a lot from it, but at the very end, you're going to hear about this giveaway and how y'all can be entered to win for that. But with all that being said, guys, let's jump right into the interviews. All right, guys. And first on the line, I have Paul Thorne from Georgia. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing excellent, man. I appreciate you coming on today, making a little time for us. Uh, but let's get, how about you just give the listeners just a little bit about the region of Georgia you actually live in and also the region you hunt in? Okay. I live in a little town called Leesburg, Georgia, and uh, just a little bit north of Albany. And it's in southwest Georgia. And we have Easterns here, and that's what I hunt. All right, perfect. Now, you know, how's your season been going so far? I, I know you just posted a really good photo of a of a stud of a bird you killed, but uh, what's a little season recap for you? How's your season been? Oh, it's been a great year. Uh, I've heard plenty of goblin. I've had, uh, you know, opportunities that I've blown. I've had opportunities that I was able to capitalize on, some that, you know, I called in for other people. It's been a real good year. 
All right, no, perfect. Now, you know, has the activity been pretty decent lately this last week or so? Uh, what's some of the activity looking like? You know, are the birds separated by now? Are they hinned up? Are they kind of turning off? You know, what's the situation right now in uh, southern Georgia? You know, it depends on what piece of property I'm hunting. I hunted a piece where I got that bird you mentioned, the, the good one I got. Uh, the, the birds, were there were three of them together there, which we found kind of odd. Uh, but the other, everywhere else I've been hunting in different pieces of property also in southwest georgia they're they're single birds i've not seen two together okay wow well all right well that's a good thing i mean now how long does y'all season go for when does it actually close out it closes every year on may 15th oh wow that's actually really impressive all right perfect maybe i have to slip back through there and uh hunt another time in georgia but uh to get back to the report you know has any of these weather fronts lately been affecting the birds uh, in your part of the state I think the weather fronts affect the hunters more than it affects the birds. The birds are still out there going to do whatever they do, but it affects the hunters that, you know, don't want to get out there in it if it's wet or whatever. Oh, yeah, I I, I can agree with that, especially if it's uh, cold, like this cold front that just kind of pushed through. I know some guys, I was talking to some people this morning, and uh, they were saying it was 28 degrees in North Carolina, and I know, you know, one day it's uh, 65 at 7 o'clock in the morning, the next day it's 28. I mean, that'll... At least to damper your spirits just a little bit as a hunter. But, you know, to kind of finish off this report, what's a tip that you would give to our listeners that is something you might do year in and year out that's really helped you be successful that they can try and really uh, help them out for this season? Uh, well, the same tip I told you back last time we had an interview, and uh, that was the drumming thing. That's really, it's made all the difference in the world for me. I listen for it. I, I listen, you know, a lot of times you get a response of a spit or a drum and you don't hear it uh so i try real i try real hard to listen for it because it's it's almost always there and and uh you know they're not always going to gobble if you spit or drum back but they will come around closer and you'll hear it moving and and uh you know it's just always worked for me oh perfect again we're definitely gonna have to have you back on later this season like i told you the first time and talk a little bit about uh, how you call using spitting and drumming. But once again, Paul, I appreciate you coming on this week and reporting from Georgia, and I hope you have a great rest of your season and are you know, really successful. Well, I appreciate that, and same thing to everybody out there listening. All right, guys, and next on the line, I have Richard Fought from Arkansas. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing excellent, and I appreciate you coming on today and making a little time for us. But uh, let's jump right into this uh, report, man. Now, Give us a uh, a part or the region of Arkansas you actually live in, and also what region of Arkansas you hunt in. I live in central Arkansas, uh, right in and around Little Rock, just east of Little Rock a little bit. And my turkey hunting is done in the Washita National Forest and the Ozark National Forest, which the Washita is a hunt over in the old central west central part of the state and in those arts the hunt up in the north central part of the state just almost pretty much perfectly centered up in the in the central west and the, in the north central part of the state oh yeah and i know all about the ozark national forest that is that is some serious serious mountains uh i mean you're talking huge elevation change depending on where you're hunting up there on that piece of property because i've been up there before man it, it can be some rough terrain but there's tons of big deer and from what i've heard is a lot of turkeys up there as well yeah the i'm on in the leatherwood in the leatherwood area because it's all walking and i'm trying to stay away from people and it's rugged country and i've never i've 
I've never bow hunted up there. I've always wanted to, but the turkey population comes and goes. We, we go through years where we have, uh, you know, I have an exceptional year up there. The, the people I take has really good years, and then we go through a year like we're going through right now where everybody seems to be struggling. All right, well, let's jump right into that then. You know, how has your season been so far in uh, Arkansas uh, just as a whole since season opened? My Arkansas season's been bad. I haven't. I actually hadn't tagged a turkey in Arkansas. Uh, and for those that don't know me, I run a, a, a hunting page here in Arkansas called Team Knocked Up. I got 17, a little over 17,000 members. So I get to see a lot. I get a lot of correspondence from the guys on the page. And everybody's season is kind of going the same way. And I've got some really good hunters on the page that have have killed both of their birds on some public ground and and some guys that are killing them on private ground in all parts of the state, kind of in all four corners of the of the state of Arkansas. And from what I'm seeing and hearing, they seem to be killing these birds midday. Uh, the birds seem to really not be gobbling early, and they're picking them up 9, 30, 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock and, and, and working on up killing them midday. Okay, so that's some of the activity you've been seeing. I know we talked a little bit earlier, you know, some of the activity has been real spotty at best, and but, you know, you're seeing a lot more guys having success around that, you know, late morning, mid, you know, afternoon hunt, I'm guessing. Yeah, that, that seems to be kind of what everybody seems to be doing. I've, I've talked to a lot of the guys on the page, and they, they're getting on birds, they're hearing a bird early, birds not wanting to work, and then 12, 1, 2 o'clock, they end up killing that bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Andrew, uh, our co-host Andrew Maxwell. He was uh, hunting today in Alabama and had a very, very similar hunt. You know, had some birds early. He got on, but you know that middle of the day uh, really got back on some more birds and had a pretty good hunt. But you know, kind of going into your season so far in Arkansas, you know, has the weather and any of these weather fronts that's been pushing through been affecting the birds at all, or that you think? I think so. On the days that I've actually got to hunt. I think so, because I think the cold weather, every day, I've only got to hunt four days, actually, in Arkansas. I got to hunt last uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and I got to hunt Saturday and Sunday of this week, and I had I had my daughter, I had my wife with me two days, I had my daughter with me two days, and we started out every morning, it started out right in and around freezing, started out with 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. And that kind of played out, and rain, and that kind of played out uh, up until 1, 2 o'clock, and then it it breaks. You get little spots of, of sunshine. It, it heat up to 55, 60 degrees, and we get a bird to gobble. Um, and we just, we're not here in the early morning. We're just not here near the activity. When we do hear a bird, it's gobbling four or five times on the roost and then shutting up. Uh, and that's been over in the Washington and up in the Ozarks. Oh, yeah. I mean, and again, that's, you know, pretty different terrain when it comes to the region of Arkansas. I mean, they're both, you know, your little higher uh, elevation uh, hunting, but, you know, this location-wise is different, so I can kind of understand that, understand that being a little bit different. But, you know, to kind of wrap up this report uh, for this week, you know, what's a tip that you would leave for the listeners that's something maybe you do year in and year out that's really helped you be successful that maybe they can start implementing and, you know, try to help them out for their season?
And if you can pay attention, if you can hunt a turkey two or three days, pay attention to what that bird's doing. If you cannot spook him and just keep working your way in front of him every day until you get to where that bird's actually, typically they're strutting in the same spots, they're working the same the same areas. And that's how I kill them usually. Um, I, I usually strike my birds up by just, I'm an aggressive caller. I like sharp, loud calls on up in the day. Uh, I like to cut and yelp real fast and real loud. Um, and, and that gets me that that reaction gobble in the middle of the day. And I seem to do a lot better in the middle of the day when I strike a bird up than I do off the roost. I probably kill 80% of my turkeys late morning, midday that I, that I actually strike up versus, you know, the birds that I'm hearing early in the morning. So, you know, my tip would be always try to get where that bird's going and my tip for getting one to gobble is, is get a little loud on that call. You know, everybody everybody kind of wants to be soft and quiet, and I think that's the way to call that bird up, but I think the way to get that bird to reaction gobble, especially from a long distance or a ridge over, is to hit him with a, a couple of, of loud cuts and, and, and yelps. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree with you. We've had success doing the same thing. But uh, once again, Richard, I appreciate you coming on, man, making a little time for us this evening. I hope you have a great, a great rest of your season. I hope you can, uh, you know, tag some birds this season in Arkansas. Man, it's been a pleasure, and uh, anytime I can come on and, and help y'all out, y'all just let me know, and, and good, good luck to y'all. So. Um, yeah, man, but, but how's work been for y'all? I mean, y'all been staying busy? Yeah, it's good. Um, we've, we've been slammed, man. Things have picked up. Um, all right, guys, and next on the line, I have my buddy Jared Lowe coming in from Alabama. How you doing, Jared? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Doing real good, man. Uh, now, I know it seems like y'all have had a pretty cool season so far with everything that's been going on, but before we jump into that, how about you give her, give us uh, you know, where you're actually from in Alabama, the region, and also the region of Alabama you hunt in? Yeah, so I live in Gadsden, and, and we do a lot of our hunting in, in northeast Alabama. Um, we, we hunt some in South Alabama, but it's been tough to get down there this year. So, um, my, my hunting's been confined to, to this area. Okay. Well, with that all being said, uh, you know, talking about the difficultness of uh, your season so far as in like being able to get out, how about you do a little recap of your season so far and maybe some of the adversities you've, uh, you and your wife have, uh, tried to overcome, but also, you know, implemented, uh, so far this season. Oh, wow. I mean, the season's been a whirlwind for us. Um, you know, we um, had our firstborn, um, which uh, we, we had her on March 20th. So um, that, was, that was fun and, and awesome, and, and she's healthy, and we're grateful for that. But, um, you know, we, we, we still want to spend time in the woods and hunt together. So it's, it's been a, a unique season and, and trying to figure out how to make that work. But, um, um We've done that, and man, we've we've had some success. Um, the, the weather's been you know up and down, and um, not really being able to hunt during the week, and, and and just you know getting out on weekends and and having to to um, um, just kind of hunt blind sometimes. But um, it's been a good year, and it's been a a, a year of learning for me, uh, being from South Alabama, moving up here to hunting. Um, just different terrain and topography. It's it's uh, it's been a good year. 
Well, awesome. Now, you know, go. I'd like for you to kind of recap um, your opening weekend going hunting with your wife before she was actually due, uh, and also talk about the due date and when that actually uh, was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, so she was she was actually due on uh, March fifteenth, um, and of course, you know, we we didn't didn't do anything that would jeopardize the pregnancy, but. Uh, we, we felt like she was going to be able to hunt opening morning at least. <laughs> and, uh, and we, we uh, got out there, and, and to be honest with you, I, I didn't know where a turkey was at all. Um, you know, I, we, we had hunted the area before and, had and, and you know, kind of knew they were in there and, and um, went in there blind and um, heard a turkey and, and just kind of, you know, we were conservative and, and you know, took it slow. It was it was cold that morning, I believe. Um, but when you birds were in the area, and, and um, we eventually got one fired up, and man, he worked, and it was um, just a, a good pure turkey hunt. Um, we uh, um, I don't think she hunted that weekend, um, but uh, we we had some buddies come up, and, and we killed that weekend as well. Well, I was going to say, with her being due on opening day and you, you know, living and breeding for turkey season, I know that's something that uh, definitely, like you said, you know, you weren't going to jeopardize the pregnancy, but definitely you're thinking in the back of your head, like, we got to make this work somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that's awesome. You were able to, you know, have some success that opening weekend. And, uh, you know, also congratulations again on your uh, baby, man. That, that, that's certainly, awesome. Certainly. She, she loves turkey hunting, so it's... Uh... You know, she, I'd say she loves it as much as I do. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm definitely not forcing her to get out there, that's for sure. Okay, now, you know, kind of getting back into this report, what's some activity y'all been seeing relatively lately in this last week or so uh, just out in the turkey woods right now? Yeah, it's been pretty consistent. Um, you know, hens are going to nest. Um, we A lot of the, a lot of the gobblers that, that we've hunted have been by themselves and some of them have had hands it's been about 50 50 but you know we we cover a lot of ground and, and you know when you're limited on time and you need to find turkeys that'll work um so you know if if, if we feel the need to slow down and, and hunt a bird with hands and we feel like we stand a chance of killing them we'll do that but if not you know we're, we're covering some ground trying to find workable turkeys oh yeah i mean that's that's key but, you know, again, I know you kind of touched on this, this is a touch, but, you know, has any of these weather fronts that we've had lately been affecting the birds in a positive or in a negative way? Um, it's really difficult. It's hard to say. Um, this past weekend was was rough. Um, you know, I, I told them kind of um, confined to just, just hunting the weekends, but um, we didn't hear a whole lot of goblin this weekend, so we had to we had to really – slow it down and hunt more conservative and, and, and find birds in fields and, and, and hunt sign. Um, but I haven't, I didn't hunt this morning. I, I feel like this morning would have been a good morning, but you know, it, I, I honestly feel like this cooler weather in late April is, is, is perfect. I feel like it's the perfect storm to, for, for turkeys to gobble and, and, um, and for us to, close out the year with a with a bang oh yeah and capitalize on that for sure now you know kind of to wrap up this report 
from your area, you know, what's a tip that you would leave for our listeners to, you know, something that you do year in and year out that's really helped you be successful that they can implement during their season to hopefully have, uh, help them have success? Mm, that's a good one. Um, just uh, be persistent. Um, don't 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 give up on turkeys. Um, you know, but at the same time, you, you need to understand the turkey you're hunting. Um, you need to be able to, to take a temperature. You hear that thrown out there a lot, and, um, and 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 know when it's time to to sit tight and when it's time to to move on. Um, uh, maybe that's a a broad response, but um, you know, I, I, maybe some you know maybe I included spend too much time hunting one turkey, one stubborn turkey that that I. I no, I'm probably not going to kill. Um, but don't be scared to cover ground, and um, um, I think you'll you'll kill, kill more tur- turkeys. Yeah, and I really do agree with that, and I think that's a great advice for all of us, me, even myself. Uh, you know, don't get stuck on one bird, especially if it's getting at you. I know it's hard because some of us, especially if you're hunting either you know some public ground that you you know you're consistently getting on a single bird or get some private land that you know, you have this one bird you've been going after for maybe a year or two. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to separate that bond, that, um, I'm not going to say a bond, but I guess that almost a relationship with that bird and you want to get him so bad, but sometimes, you know, you might waste the whole season on, but, uh, you know, that's one thing yeah. you got, you got to make the call. I mean, if, if, and, and it's all relative. I mean, every, every, every situation is, is unique. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of that comes with experience and, and and knowing, you know, when it's when it's time to move on, um, you know. But for instance, if if, if I'm hunting private, I'm probably going to hunt a lot slower than I would if I hunt public. Um, if if if, um, if I'm hunting public and I've got a lot of land at my disposal, then um, I usually don't have a lot of time to spend there. Then, then yeah, I'm going to move around and try to find birds and use as many resources as I can use to find them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's, you know, a great idea. But once again, Jared, I appreciate you coming on this evening and, you know, making a little time for us. And I hope you have a great rest of your season. And also, uh, you know, your season with you, you know, heading up north on your trip. Uh, I know trying to make that make that work with the uh, the baby and the wife. That sounds like a, a great adventure, and I hope you have a lot of luck with that. Oh, man, we're excited. We're looking forward to it. All right, and next on the line, we have Cade Anglin and Justin Hendricks coming in from Mississippi. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. Doing well. Awesome, guys. I appreciate y'all making a little time for us today. And again, y'all are going to be representing the state of Mississippi, and just for all our listeners to know. But let's get right into this report, guys. Now, uh, both Cade and Justin, what region of Mississippi do y'all actually live in? And also, what region of the state do y'all hunt in? We're both from central Mississippi, and we normally hunt um, central to north Mississippi. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, with y'all's season uh, being, you know, as long as Alabama's, you know, both opening on March the 15th, you know, how's y'all's season been so far, and how has it progressed up until this point? It's been phenomenal. Um, We've been on birds since day one. The weather actually has been just amazing this year. It's been cool every day, pretty much. Hadn't been very hot and uh, able to really put in the work on the days that you need to and not aspirate yourself. Wear yourself out, rather. Um, so it's, it's, it's going really well. A uh, lot of birds, a lot of, lot of goblin. Um, 
it's just been great. Well, that's perfect. Now, you know, what's some of the activity, Kate and Justin, that y'all are really seeing uh, lately? I mean, are the birds being still vocal right now, or are they starting to turn off a little bit? Um, I, I still think they're vocal. I think um, Justin heard a couple of hundred gobbles this morning. Uh, the last morning I was in the woods, I heard several hundred gobbles. Uh, matter of fact, uh, last Sunday morning I killed a bird at 30, and in that time frame from daylight till uh, 7.30, I heard more birds than I've ever heard um, in a single day, uh, gobbling from every direction. So, um, you know, I think it's it's getting to the point where they're they're still vocal. Oh no, that, that sounds awesome, man! I mean, that's the hunt everyone dreams of is a is a hunt like that where there's so many birds you almost don't even know what to do with yourself. Uh, so that that's always exciting, but. Again, you know, I know y'all touched on it just a little bit. I know uh, Justin did about, you know, the cooler weather. But has any of this uh, these weather fronts uh, lately been affecting the birds in a positive or negative uh, way? You know, I think the, um, the bad storms that have been coming through, it seems like when we do have a storm nowadays, I mean, it's just spawning to- tornadoes left and right. And, um, you know, it's – I really don't know how it's affecting, you know, the – as a as a whole but you know uh, on mornings after a big storm uh, i really haven't seen that much activity now on the other hand i have um i actually hunt bad weather i hunt in torrential downpours i hunt lightning i don't suggest everybody do that but i have uh, a very good success hunting bad weather um i typically uh studied the properties of hunting and i've know where they like to be i know turkeys like to be in the field when it's raining um i know they'll they'll be out in the field instantly after it stops raining uh so i just kind of put myself in that position to be ready for them and uh, it was storming was saturday uh lightning and thundering and pouring down very very hard and i actually killed a gobbler so um i called him off the roost took him 10 i made one call and got him to me in 10 minutes they it happens really fast when it's bad weather because they want to get to where they want to go and, and do what they need to do and get back you know hide out kind of thing. so it, it's actually a really good thing about bad weather in my opinion well that's a really cool uh aspect that you just talked about right there is you know how you are actually having success in really bad weather i mean that's one thing that a lot of guys you know they see that it's a hundred percent chance of rain i mean myself included i'm guilty of this you know saying it's a hundred percent chance of rain possible thunderstorms and lightning you know they don't want to go in the woods and I, I i am in that group i will tell you that right now so that's really cool to hear your aspect of actually having success and then actually you know going into hunts like that and not really Maybe not necessarily worrying about it, but, you know, definitely go into it with an open mindset of, you know, I might be able to kill a bird in this situation. Well, it makes it obvious who's more mad at them because <laughs> I'm not getting out there in torrential rain. Yeah, I mean, I can relate with that, Cade. I mean, that's that's how I am sometimes. But I'll say, if especially if I'm traveling and hunting, I'm going to make it happen one way or the other. Uh, and to be honest, the weather's not always correct. Uh, me and Andrew, uh, we were going hunting uh, last time I was in Alabama, probably about three or four weeks ago, uh, we were going to go hunt. And the only day he was able to go and I was able to go together where we are going to team up, it was supposed to be 100% chance of rain, thunderstorms, everything all day long. We said, screw it, we're going to go. It did not rain in daylight that whole day. 
So we went out there and we messed up. We we called we called two birds in while gobbling and kind of messed that situation up. Had the chance to you know harvest a bird, but kind of messed it up. But man, it, I mean, sometimes the weather man it, it can fool you. And you know, meteorologists, you know, they're just guessing. I mean, they're not always correct, guys. Yeah, I think I cussed the um, weather bug out fifty um, percent of the time. Yeah, I've gotten to the point I really don't even. I like, I'll look at it, but. I, I was like, whatever, you know, we're just going to go anyways. We'll see what happens. You know, I just bring a Ziploc bag for my cell phone and pretty much just go in. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know, try out the situation and see all, you know, what unfolds. But to kind of wrap up this report, guys, uh, you know, what's a tip from both of y'all that you would give to the listeners that, you know, something you do year in and year out that's really helped you be successful that maybe they can implement in their season and really help them out for this year? Stay put. Um. I made a mistake this morning, even. Um, I took a, a lady this morning, and we actually wound up killing a turkey. But um, at first daylight, we were, of course, we were a little bit late. It's the first time ever on the property. I uh, had to learn the property, so um, I did that pretty quickly. But ultimately, we I got the turkeys fired up. We set up, and kind of all the turkeys, we couldn't move to get over to where we needed to be, so we had to sit still till they the first and did what they wanted to do and um and then we of course moved on them and set back up but um as soon as we moved um we made it about 200 yards and uh, sat up and the bird gobbled right where we were sitting um just take more time and, and be a little more patient um be, be confident in your calls and and your tactics and just sit there and Make sure you sit long enough and take off whenever you feel like it's time to go. But don't be in a rush. You know, being in a rush messes up everything. The hunt would have been over this morning at you know six thirty instead of nine thirty. Yeah, I think I'll um I'll second that. I had an old man tell me one time that when you get tired of waiting on a turkey, give him fifteen more minutes. Um, you know, and I think that there's something to be said from that. <laughs> We've all gotten tired and. Uh, got up and antsy and then stood up and then all you see is a turkey flying off so um that's not fun um so i I really think patience is um the biggest virtue yeah again i I will second that guys i think that rule you know help you kill more birds and i'll kind of give you a, a little example of that is like this weekend when I was in North Carolina, we were able to uh, harvest those two birds up there. You know, we got to the point where, you know, we were listening that morning and it got to be about seven thirty, and these hens and all these gobblers that were around us started working away from us down this Creek bottom. You could hear them moving. And we thought about getting up and start walking down this ridge and kind of cut them off. And thank God we didn't because we were able, we were able to actually call in two birds that were with that group into us that we were able to harvest. But yeah, I mean, I think patience is huge. And again, I'm guilty of not being patient enough. Most of the time, I mean, ask my buddy, Greg, when we were up in North Carolina, there were some times where I kind of wanted to get up and keep moving. He kind of kept me still, which I mean, helped out huge. I mean, it's just something that you got to really mentally be prepared for. It's not a physical thing. It's all mental. But uh, once again, guys, I do appreciate y'all coming on and helping us out with this episode. And I hope y'all have a you know great rest of your season. Both of y'all, you know, have a you know just an excellent year. So thank you. Uh, absolutely, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Jordan Barnes for uh, killing that limit in Georgia without a blind, self filming with a bow. That's incredible, and uh, congratulations to him. Oh yeah, guys, I know, I know he'll appreciate that. I mean. 
hopefully me and him are going to be able to go on a hunt this weekend. We're trying to work that out. But, yeah, man, Jordan, he, he was down in a slump. I don't know if y'all heard that episode yet, uh, any of the listeners out there. But I did an episode with him after he missed his second bird in a row uh, or had a miss misfire with his bow. And, man, it was tough, and he was down in a slump. But, yeah, he was able to come out of that on top and overcome that adversity. And, I mean, it's tough, man. You're trying to bow hunt outside of a blind, you know, literally out in the elements – for turkeys, I mean, it's rough, and you're self-filming. I mean, it's tough, man, but his footage is unbelievable. And, when, guys, when he drops that episode of that hunt, you're going to have to watch it. That kill shot is unbelievable. So just, I like that close proximity TV. Um, he does a really good job, and I enjoy all um, his web episodes that he puts on. So uh, maybe I'll get a chance to get to hunt with him one day. Oh, yeah, especially take a bow out there, man. He might, uh, might be able to make it happen, show you a thing or two, just give it a little more challenge. But... Once again, guys, I, again, I uh, appreciate you, Cade and Justin, coming on here and making a little time for us. But uh, y'all have a great evening, and we'll stay in touch, okay? All right, sounds right. good. Thanks. All right, guys, and next on the line from Tennessee, I have Jason McAlpin. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, how you doing today? Doing great. Now, how about you, uh, Jason, just give us a little background uh, of yourself and also what region of the state you live in and also what region you hunt in. A little bit of background about myself. I've been turkey hunting for 26 years. Uh, killed my first turkey when I was nine years old. Um, fell in love with it, and if I had to give every type of hunting up except for one thing, man, it would be turkey hunting. That's the one thing that I just can't give up, can't live without. Um, I live in uh, West Tennessee, which is Region 1. We are in Carroll County, and that's in the northeast corner of um, West Tennessee, if you're looking at a map. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, how about you just give us a little recap of your season so far this year in Tennessee? Man, for me, the season has gone great this year. Um, Have been on birds that have been on fire and working to a call since day one. the the most exciting thing and probably the highlight of my season was opening day uh a co-worker and good friend of mine who has never turkey hunted um a day in his life he's a big duck hunter big outdoorsman he's just never turkey hunted about a week before season opened we were talking and he said man he said you turkey hunt right and i said yeah he said well back in the winter when we would shooting a group of ducks there were so many turkeys around the blind that they would gobble at the gunshots in the winter time and i kind of sat up in my chair i was like do what (laughs) (laughs) he he laughed he said he said well i would turkey hunt he said but i've never been and don't know how and i said well i know a guy uh, (laughs) he laughed he said well he said who would that be and i kind of grinned i said i'll tell you what i said i will take you turkey hunting opening weekend he said hey that sounds good and he sent me some some Google Map screenshots of the farm, and I looked it over, and I told him that morning when we got there, I said, I want to be right here uh, on this point in this field. I said, to start with, I said, I've never stepped foot on this farm. It just sounds and looks like a good spot for us to go sit and listen. And uh, he said, sure. So we made our way down there in the daylight, may, well, maybe 15 minutes after daylight, bird gobbled down the fence row. I made a few calls, and his first turkey came strutting right up the edge of the fence row, and um, it wasn't a bad bird for a first bird. It had inch and a half spurs and eleven and a quarter inch beard. 
God, that's a monster. <laughs> he was. He was a huge bird, and he was. We were laughing about it. He said, "So put this into perspective for me." I said, "Okay." He said, "How big is this turkey?" And I said, "Well, you killed a really nice ten-point buck if that was a deer." And he said, "Okay, that makes sense." Now that was the highlight of my season. Was introducing him to turkey hunting man he's hooked he's he's called me every weekend that he's been off since then hey man you want to hunt this weekend and uh that's that's made my season right there oh that's Um, for well for sure i mean that's one thing that uh i'm passionate about is getting new hunters out in the woods and again new hunters don't have to be someone that's never hunted before it can just be someone that's never turkey hunted before i mean that's that's a new aspect to really get more outdoorsmen out in the woods. And that's why this podcast is called the Southern Outdoorsman because, you know, we are passionate about anything to do with the outdoors when it comes to hunting, fishing, backpacking, hunting, uh, or hiking, I mean. And that's something that I'm sure that guy is hooked now. Your buddy, I mean, I'm sure he's now looking at it. And maybe, I don't know if you've worked with him at calling or something, but maybe he's going to get um, to the point where, you know, maybe he's comfortable enough going on his own calling and have the confidence and really maybe he'll take someone else new hunting and that's that's how we grow as a uh, sportsman you know, nation and you know grow as a organization of just hunters and uh and that's how we grow the sport but uh, again let me get off that soapbox for a second because i could talk about that for quite a while but to <laughs> oh, get yeah. back on um, I've, I've been lucky enough to kill two birds myself and i'm actually taking my father-in-law in the morning uh had a bird this morning um my dad saw him crossing a field uh, behind our shop where we keep all of our tractors and farm equipment and he called me last night he said hey the bird crossed the field up behind the shop and i said okay and i went up there this morning bird was on fire he was gobbling like he was supposed to on the limb and he was about 65 yards out coming across the field coming to me and a big flock of jakes maybe 10 or 12 jakes came in and uh the fight was on and they ended up chasing him off I got to see some really cool stuff this morning, but didn't get to didn't get to throw any TSS at him. Oh no, I hear that man. Uh, I I totally understand that the aspect of uh, you know going in there and having something bust up your hunt, whether it's a group of jakes or a coyote or another hunter, or just whatever could uh, you know be going against you in that hunt. But I mean, that sounds like you know you have a good time, you know, taking oh, him yeah. out there and uh, trying that out. But I mean, how's the has the activity been pretty on fire lately? As what you've been seeing. It's been really steady for me on the farms that I own and hunt on. It's it's been very steady. Um, we had a little bit of a slowdown last week, and we're recovering from that. I don't know if maybe it was the weather or what, but it it was eighty degrees today, and um, two days ago we were in the thirties. Mm-hmm. So, okay, uh, well, gobbling, well, gobbling was... activity has still been strong, though. Yeah, exactly. Now. With that all being said and kind of, you know, transitioning into that topic, uh, which is the next topic is, you know, have you really thought that any of these storm fronts or these uh, fronts that's pushing with the weather been affecting the birds at all? Or is that something that's kind of hit or miss? It was cold opening weekend uh, here in Tennessee, but the birds gobbled good. They acted like they were supposed to all weekend and everything had been really strong up until the first of this past week. And we had a, uh, a cold front push through. It kind of slowed the birds down some, but not to the point that it's like they disappeared. They were still active and still moving, but they just weren't on fire like they were the week before. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. Well, man, that's, that's good that at least it's been consistent up until that point. Hopefully it's going to stay consistent for the rest of your season. And with that being said, how long does y'all season go for? When does it actually close out? 
our season will close Mother's Day weekend. That'll be with May the 13th, I believe, or 14th. Okay, perfect. Well, that's a good opportunity for anybody else. I'm not trying to, you know, push anybody, you know, close to your neck of the woods, but uh, anyone uh, hunting out of state. I know Alabama, uh, we end on April the 30th. And I know Mississippi's, you know, similar. So, you know, guys, anyone that's in that area, I guess you could hunt some public land up in uh, Tennessee if you wanted for a couple more days if the opportunity arised. But, yeah, our season opened this year the last weekend in March and it's going to run through uh, through Mother's Day weekend this year. So, And that's pretty consistent. We normally, normally open the first weekend in April and run through the third weekend in May. Okay, perfect. Now, again, kind of wrap up this report. You know, what's a tip that you'd leave for the listeners that's something you do year in and year out that's really helped you become successful and be successful that they could implement during their season to really help them out, hopefully? For me, that's off-season scouting. Um, I'm fortunate enough to live right here on the farm uh, that I do the majority of my hunting on uh, here in Tennessee. And I know this place inside and out, and I'm able to watch the turkeys on this farm year-round. When I first started turkey hunting years ago, I would go out there on opening day and wouldn't have a clue where the birds were, what they were doing, what their habits were. And about the third or fourth week of season, about the time things were starting to wind down, I would start to have the birds figured out. And for me, it's just knowing where they are and what they're doing all year long. That way, when March rolls around, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I have to go scout right now. I know where my birds are. I know what they're doing. And come opening day, I've got a pretty good idea of where they're going to be. I think that's actually really smart. That is something that no one said yet that really makes a ton of sense. I mean, I know it's hard to kind of focus on turkeys unless you're, you know, a huge, huge, huge turkey hunter. But, like, I'm a, I'm a big whitetail hunter as well. So, in the right. fall while chasing, or chasing whitetails, you know, if you could have in the back of your mind, you know, be thinking about turkeys and really – looking out where those birds are and kind of keep it, keeping them on tabs through the, the fall and then also into, you know, midwinter and just, I guess, keep tabs on them. I think, yeah, that would help out a lot, especially for, like, opening day. I mean, because you already kind of have an idea of how, you know, they're uh, almost kind of like what their pattern is. I mean, I know turkeys aren't sometimes super patternable. You know, it's hit or miss depending on where you're hunting. But, uh, you know, I think that actually would help out a lot, and that's something that, you know, I definitely will try to implement for next year for sure. Right, and it helps me, like, we have a fall shotgun season here in Tennessee, so when the spring season ends and summer comes around, I don't really stay after them a lot, but there's days that I go out on summer afternoons, you know, whether I'm going to the other side of the farm to go fishing or something, I'm always looking for my birds just to see where they are and what they're doing. Um, Just gives me an idea from going from spring to fall, where I'm going to be hunting at when the fall season opens. Oh, for sure. And I think that's a great point. But once again, Jason, I do appreciate you coming on, making a little time for us this evening. And I hope you have a great rest of your season. You're able to, you know, not only you be able to, you know, tag out and, you know, get your field, but also be able to help some other hunters get out there and, you know, help them out and have an excellent rest of their year. Hey, thanks a lot, man. And that's what it's about, man. It's helping out the other guys that – Maybe they haven't had as good a season, or maybe they're a new hunter and this is their first year uh, turkey hunting. You know, maybe they've never turkey hunted before. Uh, like I said, my buddy that never hunted, I had more fun watching him 
than than I've had all year with anybody else or myself included. Oh so yeah, it's, it's what it's about. It's getting new people involved in the sport and helping out those people that are beginners as well as some of the guys that maybe been doing it for a while and just aren't having that great a year. Exactly. And again, that's what it's all about. But once again, Jason, I appreciate you coming on, man. I hope you have a great rest of your season. Hey, man, thanks a lot. And I hope you have a great rest of your season as well. All right, guys. And next on the line, I have Chandler Holvey from Illinois. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing excellent, man. Again, I appreciate your time coming on here uh, in between everything you got going on this evening, man. But uh, let's jump right into this report. Uh, give us a little recap of uh, where you live in the state of Illinois region-wise and also what region you hunt in. Okay, so I pretty much live, um, you could probably say it's west-central Illinois. I'm about 40 minutes east of St. Louis. Um, we got a big river that runs through there. It's called the Cascadia River. That's pretty much our big river bottoms that runs through there. Um, I hunt probably... I'd say probably an hour, probably an hour from St. Louis on the west on on the Illinois side, um, and that's pretty much where I do most of my hunting. Probably an hour from St. Louis on the east side. Of the river. Okay, and you know, give us a little recap also of like your season. I know y'all season just really opened, and uh, kind of give us a recap of you know what season you know how your season's been so far, and also you know some of the activity you've been seeing since season's been open. Yeah, so our season started Monday um, with the first season, and it's been pretty shaky. I, I have a, I've, you know, first season in April could always be one way or the other. It could either be really good or really bad, um, all depending on the weather. Uh, I took out two kids youth season. Um, when I was with both of them, we had both bad weather, and you know the turkeys did cooperate the way that they usually have. Um, first season. I did get out a couple times uh, to actually hunt with a buddy. Uh, Monday, we went out, and the birds were pretty much gobbled on the roost. But as soon as they hit the ground, we couldn't get them to, you know, gobble after 8 o'clock. We couldn't get a gobble the rest of the day. And you can only hunt till 1 in Illinois, so it's kind of hard. you got to try to get on pretty fast. Um, Wednesday, I went out. It was the complete opposite. We had a couple gobbles on the roost. And then after that, you know, we didn't hear anything till about nine o'clock, but after nine o'clock, we had a bunch of birds go, and they just stuck with the hens. And by eleven o'clock, they broke off and ended up, you know, coming, trying to come towards us, but we just couldn't get the deal done. And then Friday, I did not hunt with them, but he told me that uh, the way he killed his bird Friday morning was early. Um, they they flew down, and he got between the hen and the gobbler, and the guys the gobbler thought that. You know, his hen was the, the hen he saw the night before, and that's how he ended up killing it. But I know for me personally, second season started on Saturday. It was the worst weather I've ever hunted in. We got an inch and a half of rain Friday night. Bottoms were starting to flood. And the turkeys that usually were in that bottoms decided that they wanted to be up top to change their pattern. So we had to back out and redo our plan. And I've been trying to get on them for the past couple of days, trying to find out where they're at. I ended up going out today, which was a uh, calm 30-degree morning, and we went out there and set up on a group of birds that we knew they were there, went there flying down, and they decided that uh, they wanted to go to the bottom field instead of the top field that they've been flying to. So, I mean, right now, it's got to be, I think personally, you just got to be where the birds are been feeding. Uh, it's not necessarily to calm, um, 
I just think that it'd be better off if you get on a feeding pattern. If you know there's birds there day in, day out, that'd be the place I would set. And I'd probably sit there all day because, I mean, at one point, I think they'll show up. Yeah, now, you know, what is the uh, activity you've been seeing with the birds? I mean, are they, uh, you know, are they still flocked up? Have the galpers split up yet? Are they still kind of all together congregated? Or, I mean, how vocal are they being in just the whole situation with the whole flock that you've been hunting? So, so I, I, uh, I've I been driving around. I try to scout about at least uh, four times a week. And I've been noticing, uh, you know, just where I've been hunting in my area and me with even going on hunts that the birds are all pretty flocked up in the morning. I mean, you might get a lone bird by himself. I mean, if you do... That's probably the bird you're going to kill, but 99% of the birds around me are all staying together. Um, they're pretty much staying with each other to about 9, 30, 10 o'clock, maybe until 11, and it seems like the hens are just breaking off, and the gobbler is about 11 o'clock. If you're going to get a bird to go really hammer at your calls to get one to answer vocally, I would say 11 o'clock to 1 in Illinois right now is pretty hot. Um, I know that I've noticed that in the past couple of days, though, that there's been some jakes, uh, that have not been with the group. They've been roosting on their own, and I've had them, you know, come to end the calls. So I think within the next week or so, they really start breaking up. I think we need a little bit of a warm weather front to come in, which I, I see supposed to be 50s to 60s, which for a turkey hunt is pretty good. Um, it's better than it's 30 degree. You know, in the mornings it was 30 degrees this morning, and it was snowing yesterday. So I mean, we're we're running through a little weather. Uh, little weather change you know every day it seems like you know noise so once the patterns uh you know get back to normal i think turkey starts splitting up within the next week so you should have a good chance of one okay perfect i was gonna say you definitely think that you know the weather at least you know the excess of rain and cold weather has kind of been affecting the flocks just in general wouldn't you say yeah yeah i would say you know and for me i i love hunting on a nice you know you get a little misty rain day or something i mean it, it could be some real good hunting but i mean when you got these 20 mile per hour wind you got these low temperatures i mean these birds are almost feeding like you know like i wouldn't say like a late winter but i mean i'm saying like early spring kind of deal they're kind of staying together um i've been seeing them more flocked up i hardly see them ever split up when it's you know raining and cold and windy i mean it's just a bad trio to have and and if you're stuck in that situation you know where you got a tag for me personally if you're gonna go out there i'd get a ground blind I would find out, you know, where my birds have been, where they've been feeding at, and I would set up because I would think at some point in time of day they will show up. It just it's just gonna matter when they show up. Okay, perfect. Now to kind of wrap up this report from Illinois, you know, what is a tip or tactic that you'd leave for the listeners uh, that you know you've used that you've had success with that you know maybe they can implement for this season and help them out? Okay. Yeah. Um so a tip that my grandfather they got me in a turkey hunt, he always told me, is that I would always go out, and you always have the guys that want to go out early in the morning, be discouraged that, you know, they might hear a bird as soon as it flies down, that, you know, it's done, we got to go back, got to go to breakfast. Well, me, personally, sometimes the best time, if that bird, you know that bird's flying down, shutting up, or you got birds that, you know, you can't get to gobble early in the morning, maybe sometimes the best they could do is to sleep in, go in about 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, and what I do technically is I go in and if I know the birds are there I'll sit at that or if I got a big piece of property like public ground or just a big, big piece of private ground I'll start walking about every 60 70 yards I'll call and I know if I get a bird usually to gobble about 10 o'clock or later you need to sit down and give him some time because most likely them hens are left him and he's looking for he's looking for a hen so if I was you if I got one to gobble I'd sit down 
and I, I, you know, I at least give it, you know, 20, 30 minutes to see what happens because 90% of the time when I had a bird gobble after about 10 o'clock, you know, he was coming on a string. So that would be the tip that I'd probably give out. All right, awesome, Chandler. Well, I appreciate that. It's a great, uh, great aspect and great opinion coming from you know Illinois and any guys that are gonna be hunting out there this season. Uh, coming from the south, you know, kind of it's gonna be a different ball game for sure. Going out there, I mean, you're hunting different type of birds, even though they are easterns. You know, they act different, and it's just a different aspect out there. But once again, Chandler, man, I appreciate you coming on, making a little time for us this evening, and representing the state of Illinois. And we look to stay in touch with you, man. And I hope you have a great rest of your season. And you can, uh, you know, tag out on some birds. Oh, I appreciate, it, man. I hope you kill a lot too. All right, guys, and next on the line, I've got my buddy Clay Dubos coming in from South Dakota. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, Jacob, man. Just, just tired, just tired out here, you know, South Dakota, just chasing these birds, man. Yeah, I understand that, man. I've, I've been seeing pictures you've been posting, and it looks like you're on top of a freaking mountain peak when you're calling for these birds. So, I mean, that, that's got to be rough coming from, uh, you know, central South Florida, so... Yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. Altitude's tough to get a hold of. You get a hold of your lungs, and then them hills get a hold of them legs. And it just suck you to it like you can't even climb up the hill. Oh, yeah, and I can relate with you on that. But let's jump right into this report, man. Now, again, guys, you know, Clay, you know, he, he is from, you know, South Central Florida. But right now he's going to be hunting in uh, South Dakota. And t- tell us a little bit about kind of the region of South Dakota you're hunting in right now. Yeah, man, uh, we're hunting the Black Hills um, out here uh, west of Rapid City, but actually the area we're hunting is uh, Hill City area, and um, it's it's pretty mountainous, you know, of course, you know, pine trees and, you know, you, um, the hills, man, <laughs> just up and down the hills. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing, and from what I've seen from your photos, again, it looks like you're on top of a mountain every time you're calling working birds, so... I mean, that's got to be a pain, but, man, you got to do what you got to do for some birds. But, you know, how's the hunting been so far since you've been up there? Man, we, we've had some pretty good days. I mean, we're, we've heard birds gobble every day. Um, but it's been some pretty tough hunting because they are still really flocked up. The ones that we've seen, it's, it's just, uh, you know, you'd have three, four toms with about 10 or 15 hens. And uh, it's, it's really tough to pull them away from them. Um, you know, and the weather, you know, is, you know, in the afternoons, they kind of shut up some, so, you know, it's kind of set and wait, and, uh, just can't pull them away from those hands, man, it just, just makes it tough. Okay, now, I mean, so the activity you've been seeing, I mean, are they being very vocal right now, are they kind of, you know, hush-lipped, or what, kind of, what's the situation right now with the flocks? In, in the morning time, in the morning time, uh, all the way up to about lunchtime, we've had them gobbling. And uh, you, but once again, you know, we get them gobbling, and then the hens get the yelping, and then the hens will go the other way, and then there they go. The toms will turn around and follow them. But you know, they they've gobbled pretty much most of the day through uh, midday, but then in the afternoons they kind of quiet down a little bit. Oh yeah, and kind of like what we were talking about earlier, you know. You are now with uh, Osceola Game Calls, and I made the joke about, you know, you trying to call Miriam's with an Osceola call. I mean, that's not going to work. I mean, it sounds totally different. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different sound of birds out here, man. But uh, I've tried to, I've, uh, you know, messed with it a little bit, trying to copy some of the, um, you know, the Miriam hen sound. And I think uh, they about got it down. But, but, man, like I say, we get them gobbling, just can't get them away from the hens. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's rough. Now, you know, you kind of touched on the weather a little bit, but how's the weather been up there since you've been there? And, you know, has it been helping you or hurting you as of now? First first couple of days were beautiful because uh, we got in uh, probably uh, Sunday evening. And Sunday and Monday was beautiful weather. And then Tuesday moved in uh, some snowstorms or snow showers, I would say. They, at first, they was expecting one to three inches, but then it got uh, – it's just a flurry um but before my uh sunday and monday you know had good action yesterday morning had a little bit of good action and then until the weather started moving in then it pretty much shut them down and then today we got some uh pretty heavy winds so even if there was a gobbler 100 yards from me i doubt you'd be able to hear him because he just because the wind is just blowing too tough oh yeah i bet i mean Getting up there, I mean, I'm sure the weather can change at the drop of a hat. Just you know, pick, oh, yeah, one, one sure. second it can be sunny, the next second, dude, you can be you know in a snow shower. It can go from 60 degrees to 30 degrees like that. So, I mean, that always makes it more interesting. But you know, to kind of wrap up this report from South Dakota, you know, what's a tip that you would leave for our listeners that you know something that you know they can implement during their season that you know maybe will help them out be more successful? Well, uh, one thing is I would. I would definitely start working out a little more if you're not used to going up and down these hills. Uh, and something that we've done, and we've actually, you know, been able to get with birds, but that you know, they've been end up is just talk to the locals here. Um, everybody that we've talked to around here is very friendly, and uh, you know, of course, they know you're turkey hunting, and you know, they'll they'll help you and try to point you in the right direction. And I think I think that is being nice, being nice to the locals and let them uh, point you in the right direction would be a pretty good tip that uh, people can use when they come out here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, once again, man, uh, Clay, I appreciate you coming on, making a little time between uh, hunts today. And, I man, I hope you all can put some birds down. I, I know you all got a couple man, more we, days left. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we got until about Saturday evening, and then, uh, then we got to head back on down to Florida and, you know, go back to work. But uh, but hopefully we can get something knocked down next day or two and uh, have a day to relax exactly brother well again i appreciate you coming on i hope you do have a successful hunt up there and uh, we'll stay in touch man and uh again good luck with you for the rest of this week all right thanks jacob all right guys and next on the line i have Derek demar from maryland how you doing buddy i'm doing good how are you i'm doing excellent man I, again i appreciate you coming on today and being our reporter from the state of maryland now again what region of the state do you actually live in and what region of the state do you hunt in uh i live on the eastern shore of maryland which is on the east east coast of maryland and i hunt in the snow hill snow hill region of maryland okay perfect now you know with y'all season uh you know still kind of on the rise coming up uh, and y'all just got done with all the youth season. Give us a little recap of how that youth season went for you and also some of the activity y'all were seeing uh, that time of the year. Uh, youth season was absolutely amazing. Uh, I got my eight-year-old son to first bird. Uh, everything worked out. Everything worked out good. We got lucky. Uh, set up on a field first thing, and I uh, didn't have any luck because the wind was blowing a little bit. So I don't know if the birds just couldn't hear here at Colin, or we couldn't hear them, but we ended up getting up and setting, in a new, setting up in a different spot, and made a couple calls, and luckily, and had some birds right on us real quick, and we uh, sat down, and I hit my calls a couple times, and they responded, and next thing I know, there they were, 45 yards right in their night, had four of them come in, and, 
and my eight year old shot the shot a nice bird and had uh, eleven inch beard and three quarter spurs and and weighed twenty one pounds and they seemed like they were pretty. Every time I talked to them, they were vocal. They didn't have any hands with them, so they worked out pretty good. Well, that's perfect, man. I'm glad you were able to get him some success early on in his hunting career, and it really probably get him hooked off that hunt. I'm sure that was a great experience for him and for you also. But to kind of jump back into this report, you know, has the weather at all been affecting the birds up there? Uh, have y'all had any storm fronts or anything pushed through that's, you know, affected the birds in a positive uh, or negative way? Yeah, I think that is like these last couple weeks, it seems like we've been having a lot of a lot of storms and the weather's been kind of crazy. Mother Nature's not not letting us get not letting us get warm it's been been a kind of cold cold spring but actually happened to got lucky with this weekend it was actually 80 degrees friday and saturday so i think that helped the birds cooperate a little bit more calling calling answering back and i've noticed with it with it being colder weather in the past i've noticed that they're not really too responsive first thing in the morning but as it warms up, as the sun gets out, like around 8, 9 o'clock, it seems like it starts getting a little more vocal. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, kind of wrap up this report from Maryland. You know, what is a tip that you would leave for the listeners that's something you've done year in and year out? It's really helped you become successful that really these listeners and myself can implement during their season to really, you know, maybe help them out. What I've, what I've learned over the years is don't get distraught when if you're getting a turkey that's calling calling answering back to you and they go silent the best thing to do is just sit and wait and next thing you know they'll be they'll be coming coming right to you even if they be quiet they'll come they'll come to you so just sit tight and and stay 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 in the spot and hopefully they come around yeah i think that's perfect i mean Patience, man, will kill a lot of turkeys, and I, I will say uh, up front that I'm not a very patient person at all. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing with, with turkey hunting. They'll test your patience, that's for sure. Ex- exactly, but I, yeah, that's I think that's a great tip and a great tactic to use. Again, um, again, if you can stay patient, I'm sure you can kill a lot more birds. I'm sure I would kill a lot more birds if I'd stay patient. But uh, again, Derek, man, I appreciate you coming on and giving us a great report from Maryland, man. I hope you have a great season when y'all season opens up. And uh, again, I hope uh, we'll stay in touch and uh, you stay in contact, man. Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. I appreciate you having me on. All right, guys. And next on the line, I have my buddy Hunter Staples from Kentucky. How you doing, Hunter? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing excellent, man. Uh, I don't think I'm doing as well as you, though, because it uh, looks like your season's been going pretty well so far. But we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, so, Hunter, give us a little uh, idea of where you're living and where you hunt region-wise in the state of Kentucky. Well, I'm in western Kentucky. I'm on the Ohio River, um, about an hour south of Evansville, hour north of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Okay, perfect. Now, how about we just give a little recap of your season so far? Uh, you know, tell talk to us a little bit about, you know, opening day and then also, you know, kind of your hunt today and what you've been seeing activity-wise in that time frame. Um, for me, uh, it's been a great season. Um, I'm done, so that's always good news. Good and bad. <laughs> um, but I guess I can go into guide mode now. But, um, yeah, opening day, uh, I was – kind of worried but um we had some pretty bad weather well storms actually right at daybreak uh a lot of thunder lightning 
know, real heavy rain. I mean, real, real heavy rain to where, I mean, you couldn't see very far in front of you. But, uh, you just gotta be patient and, uh, stick it out. Uh, we got there early before daybreak, popped the blind up on the edge of a field. And so we could stay dry. Just a good thing for ground blinds. Um, had some Dave Smith decoys out in the field. Uh, had several birds pitch out in the field that morning. And um, they pitched out, I don't know, maybe 300 yards from us. And they couldn't see the decoys at first for probably five or ten minutes because there was a little hill in between us. But they finally got to a point to where they could see the decoys and all four long beards locked in on them. And it was pretty much over from there. I mean, it was a dead sprint from 300 yards out. And they come running across the field, and Dad shot, and I shot, and we doubled all over the morning. So can't beat that. Oh, yeah, not not at all. I mean, can't be that at all. And, uh, I mean, so what's some of the activity you've been seeing uh, with that flock that you've been hunting uh, from opening weekend until now? Um, they're, they're doing their things right now. I'm, they're gobbling good. Um, they're, they're with hens. I'm not really hearing a lot of gobbling after 9, 10 o'clock. They're pretty well shut down. Um, I'm see, I'm starting to see a few hens by themselves. So I believe, you know, any time now, uh, some more mid, mid-morning, lunchtime, early afternoon birds are going to start getting killed when they, when more hens start to slip off the nest. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. And I know we kind of touched on the weather. The weather's been kind of you, – you were made – you. We're able to make it happen opening day with that bad weather that y'all had pushed through. But uh, mm-hmm. did y'all get any snow uh, where you've been hunting uh, lately with that cold front that just pushed through? Um, yeah, the weekend, the weekend before, um, we had some snow. Um, it was like 29 or 30 degrees that morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, windy, snowy, and we had a great youth weekend. Um, we killed one right off the roof. Uh, they gobbled really good. Believe it or not, uh, hit the ground, seen the decoys, and kind of like opening morning. I mean, it was kind of over. I mean, they, come, they they hit the ground running. Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. Try to warm up after that snow, trying to get off that limb. I'd, I'd run too, try to warm up. But no, that's awesome that you've been having success this year uh, in in some nasty weather. I mean, in snow and downpour rain. I mean, that that's good to hear because you know it makes guys like myself give us another reason to go out there in that bad weather to go get, uh, to go hunt for some birds, uh, you know, kind of oh, suck absolutely. it up. But, um, yeah. well, to kind of wrap up this report from Kentucky, uh, what's a tip you'd leave for the listeners that's something that maybe you've done year in and year out that's really helped you become successful that they can implement during their season uh, to really help them out? Well, um, you kind of just answered the question yourself just a minute ago. Um, if you're having bad weather like like I did opening weekend or uh, youth weekend. I mean, you got to go. You got to go hunt. Um, you're not going to kill them at home. And the way I look at it is turkeys aren't like a deer. They can't go inside nowhere. They're not going to bed down. They're not going to do any of that. They're going to be out doing their thing somewhere. 
So, I mean, you're just going to have to get out there, get in the woods, and be patient. Um, that's all. That's the biggest tip I can give you. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, uh, Hunter. I mean, for sure, you know, that, I think that's a great point that people need to implement, myself included, and try to, you know, try to work on that more and more throughout the season, you know, kind of toughen up, suck it up, and uh, embrace the suck factor, as we talked about in our last episode. You know, hunting's not all, you know, as my buddy says, uh, board, uh, my buddy Jordan Barnes talks about, you know, hunting's not, you know, all rainbows and sunshine. I mean, there's some nasty weather and some nasty stuff you got to overcome. So, like you said, man, you got to kind of suck it up and just go out there and try to get it done in that weather, and I think you can have some success if you if you can toughen up and get through that, man. But, Hunter, once again, man, I appreciate you coming on, man, and that is awesome that you are now tagged out in Kentucky, and I, I hope you get the opportunity to again take some guys out hunting, maybe take a couple of new hunters out this year. Alrighty, brother. I appreciate you having me on once again. All right, guys. And next on the line, I have Zach Nicholson from West Virginia. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing pretty good. I right, appreciate you, man, making a little time for us today to give us a report from West Virginia. But, man, with that being said, you know, give us uh, and our listeners a uh, little background of what part of the state you actually live in and where you hunt in, just region-wise of West Virginia. Uh, I live in Run County, which is near the Canal region, and uh, mostly near the Canal region. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, I know y'all season just came in. We talked a little bit about that, and this started Monday. Uh, you know, give us a little recap of how your first couple days of the season has gone for you, and also what's some of the activity you've been hearing and seeing? Uh, opening day, Monday, it was raining all day pretty much where I live and where I hunt. And the second day I got out, heard 12 birds. I had one come in, but not quite in range. And they seem to be gobbling pretty good here. Perfect, man. Uh, so first day was definitely a rain out, and uh, you were able to get out there after the next day. So that's good, man. Uh, I mean, what's some of the activity you've been, uh, you know, seeing and also hearing right now? I mean, have you been able to put some eyes on some birds? I mean, are they kind of flocked up right now? Are they kind of separated? Or, you know, what's the situation going on in your neck of the woods? They're flocked up right now. I mean, they're flocked up tight. All right. Well, okay. And you said the weather also, at least on Monday with it being rainy and everything, did you see or hear if anybody have any success in that weather? Uh, my buddy's dad got one the first day or pretty early in the morning. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, awesome, man. Um, now, what's the rest of your season looking like? Uh, how many, first of all, Give us a little rundown of uh, how long y'all season goes till, and what how many birds are y'all actually allowed to uh, harvest in the spring season? Uh, we're allowed to ha- uh, harvest two bearded turkey, and it goes on for three weeks here. And I go back to work next week, so I'll only be able to hunt on the weekends. I'm hoping to get one. Well, there you go, man. Bear make the uh, the most out of it and try to get in the woods as often as possible. But, man, I appreciate you, Zach, coming on here. But before we uh, finish up this report, uh, I got one more question for you, and that is, you know, what's a tip or tactic that you've done and used in the past that's really helped you become successful that, you know, you can leave for the listeners to try out and implement for this coming season? Uh, I try not to hunt too much. I try not to get right on top of them. I try to make them come to me as much as possible. And try to just keep real tight mouth. Can't overcome. Oh man, that's awesome. That's perfect. It's, it's definitely something new we've kind of heard of when it comes to tactics. So that's something definitely to try. But once again, Zach, I appreciate you coming on, man, making a little time for us this evening. I hope you have a great rest of your season, dude. And uh, really hope you uh, have a successful season as well. All right, thank you, man. 
All right, guys, and next on the line, I had Garrett Prawl from Minnesota. Hey, Garrett, how you doing? Doing great. All right, man, I appreciate you coming on today. And, you know, I know you all season just opened up there, but how about before we jump into that part of the report, I guess give us a little bit of a report of what region of the state you're actually from and what region of the state you hunt in. Yeah, so I live in pretty close to Minneapolis. Um, and actually, I'm usually hunting right in that area, but because of the weather we've had recently, I actually hunted for opening day this morning about three hours northwest of where I would usually be just because there was less snow up there. Okay, wow. Now, I know we kind of touched on snow a little bit, and we'll kind of talk about that in this interview, but when it came to your season so far, give us a little recap of how the season's been for you. I know, I know it's treated you really well, but kind of do a, a recap of what you did, you know, for scouting before season opened and how that hunt went for you. Yeah, so the area that we, we went to, I mean, we kind of know that there's birds in the area, but we weren't really sure if they would still be flocked up or if they'd be broken up by now. So basically last night when I got up there, we just did a little bit of driving around and we did a little bit of recon on foot, just kind of tracking some of the snow fields, looking for fresh turkey tracks, looking for birds out in the field. Uh, and then we tried roosting some more birds in places that historically have been uh, roost locations. But I mean, most of that last night was, um, we didn't really come up with much, uh, not very many tracks, couldn't get anything to gobble. So we pretty much started fresh this morning. Okay. Now, how was your hunt this morning? Uh, you know, how, how did kind of break that down for us a little bit about how that hunt went and how was the uh, activity you saw with those birds? Yeah, so I wouldn't say the activity was on fire um, quite yet. We had a bird gobbling on lane that we didn't have access to uh, right on the roost, and he got quiet as soon as he hit the ground. Uh, we followed him around for a little bit, and eventually we just got to the point where we just started driving around looking for fresh birds and checking out some public areas to try and um, potentially find more you know volume of birds and we ended up seeing one strutting on a piece of public or piece of land that we had access to uh, and so we got out of the truck and we tried to put a sneak on him but then he ended up there was a hen that caught a soft guard so we ended up just circling around a few hundred yards got ahead of him in a pine thicket and then just kind of called to the hen None of the gobblers that we really heard made any noise whatsoever. In fact, the um, the time that we ended up pulling in because of calling that hen in, I mean, we didn't even know he was there until we could hear him drumming. Um, but we knew that he was most likely to be there just because of the, the hen was getting closer. Okay, well, I mean, so, yeah, it's definitely – I know y'all season just opened. It's definitely, you know, early on in y'all season. Now, how long does your season actually go for for up there? Uh, it goes through pretty close to the end of May. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, yeah, plenty of time to work with that, and hopefully the birds will get fired up within the next couple of weeks for you. But, you know, let's touch on just the weather a little bit up there. I know, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, this cold front push through some snow. Did that affect the birds at all, in your opinion? Or was that something that just kind of, you know, kind of used to, those birds are used to this time of year? I mean, I think to a certain extent they're probably used to it. This year definitely has been uh, colder than average and a lot more snow than average. I think we actually broke an all-time record for snowfall in April on the Twin Cities. I had 16 inches at my house uh, this weekend, uh, but there was only like four to eight inches mostly on the ground up where we were. But I mean, compared to last year, I would say the birds were probably in the same state in terms of how broken up they were, uh, just based on some of the, the small groups that we saw while we were driving around. Um, but gobbling activity, it wasn't as hot, but was it due to the weather or was it just due to you know local variation? I'm not quite sure. Okay, I understand that. Now, 
you know, kind of wrap up this report from Minnesota, you know, what's a tip that you'd leave for the listeners that's maybe something you've done that's, you know, allowed you to have some success that maybe they can implement during their season to help them out? I think, you know, the biggest thing for me uh, is just really trying to immerse myself in, I guess, turkey hunting culture. I mean, I hunted for the, probably the first four or five years uh, and had very little success just trying to learn everything on my own. And once I kind of started, you know, listening to more turkey podcasts, hunting with more guys who had a lot of experience, um, learning from guys like, like Shane Simpson, who's a local guy uh, lives close to me, uh, just kind of picking up tips from those guys and learning kind of a run-and-gun style over the years that I've started doing that, that's really made a big influence on, you know, kind of the, the tool book that I have to, to pull from when I'm actually out hunting birds. So I would say probably my, my tip is just try and get as much good information and, and keep an, as open a mind as possible. So that when you run into a weird situation, like we had this morning where the gobblers weren't talking at all, we still kind of had, you know, something that we could pull out of the bag and, and make something happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. The more you can learn and the more you can, again, kind of immerse yourself in the situation and kind of learn what the bird's doing and understand them, I think the better off you'll be. So I think that's a great topic and a great tip for the listeners and even myself, again, to kind of you know, implement that through the rest of this season and throughout also next season. But with that being said, Garrett, I appreciate you coming on, man, and you know making a little time for us this evening. Another thing, guys, make sure y'all go check out Garrett's podcast, the DIY Sportsman on the Sportsman's Nation. Great podcast, great group of guys that you know, you know, bringing their knowledge, especially from Garrett. I mean, your YouTube channel is awesome. Um, just everything you've done when it came to you know, kind of running gun tactics for whitetail hunting and everything else you do on there is awesome. But once again, guys, go check him out and, uh, you know, go give him a follow. But once again, Garrett, I appreciate you coming on, making some time for us, and I hope you have a great rest of your season and uh, just a great rest of your year, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. All right, guys. And for this next report, you're going to have myself be doing that. That is Jacob Myers. How y'all doing? All right, guys. So I'm going to wrap up this uh, this strut report with my report from North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina was very, very good for us uh, this opening weekend. Uh, the region we were hunting in was, uh, I would say, west central uh, of the state um, in Montgomery County for anyone that might would know that. And season went really well for us at least that opening uh two days um we were able to harvest two birds i was able to harvest my first bird ever on that morning i mean it was for it was a great hunt uh birds were super vocal super crazy on the roost even when they hit the ground they were still gobbling their heads off and i uh, was able to make it happen activity birds were very very vocal uh they were kind of a little tricky to roost we couldn't get any get fired up in the afternoons uh day before season getting uh, roosted but the day of they were very very vocal plenty of sign they were definitely that gobblers are definitely separated uh for sure at least in the area we were all separated on different roosts uh hens were kind of centralized and second the hens flew down kind of the gobblers kind of came in to try to you know i guess kind of fight each other take the hens away and uh, we were able to get two of those birds but activity was just really good super hot one of the one of the best mornings i've ever had in the turkey woods weather was absolutely perfect it was about 55 degrees opening morning nice cool breeze got to about 80 that day 82 Perfect bluebird skies. Birds were just hammering that day. The following day, which would have been Sunday, it was a little bit different. Had a little storm pushing through, and the barometric pressure had dropped. Humidity went way up through the roof, and birds were not gobbling nearly as hard that day. They were 
gobbling, but the second they hit the ground, pretty much shut up, and it was pretty tough for the rest of the day. Uh, we were able to get on one bird at mid-morning, but wasn't able to make it happen. We were hunting and uh, couldn't pull them onto our side of the property to be able to, to kill them. And we actually worked a bird for almost two hours uh, within eyesight. And, I mean, you talk about tempting and just like, oh, man, this kills you. You know, you got a bird at 80 yards, 70 yards from you. You know, he's on the other property's line. He can't come over to your side. You threw everything we could at him. I mean, we gobbled at him. He hammered it back. This would not cross the uh, the property line. But again, the weather was absolutely perfect. I mean, I don't think you could have got a better opening weekend for us. I did talk to a couple other guys from North Carolina and other parts of the state, some being South Central, uh, one North Central. Um, both kind of had slower days. The birds were gobbling pretty good on the roost. The second they hit the ground, they pretty much shut up and they pretty much had trouble the rest of the week trying to locate birds. So, I mean, it is very spotty guys uh, throughout the state of North Carolina. Now, I know we got a couple buddies of ours going to be hunting North Carolina uh, this upcoming week and we'll get a report from them to see how it's changed uh, within a week. Uh, and pretty much my tip guys is don't overcall. I learned so much on this hunt and if it wasn't for my buddy Greg Broadway, keeping me patient because again, I'm a very impatient individual and that is probably my downside you know especially patient when calling and not over calling and i think that was one reason we were able to kill those birds and uh you know get those birds within range was just not over calling and kind of letting the situation play out and I, that's all i could say is guys be patient watch your calling and don't over call but guys that pretty much wraps up this uh, episode of the strut report again we covered a ton of states this week guys to kind of get a very wide view of really what's going on in the country and with more states opening up as we speak uh, especially up the eastern coast and then out west and uh you know the midwest you know more states are opening up uh, throughout the rest of this week and this upcoming week uh so it's about to get really good guys i know a lot of us are from the south but if you're looking to go anywhere and uh hunt out of state especially in the month of may there's a lot of different options for you and we'll talk about that in a couple of couple more episodes but i do want to announce guys we have a pretty big giveaway we're doing and uh it's actually with apex ammunitions and indian creek chokes this is an awesome opportunity for you guys i'm actually really jealous but what we're doing is we're giving away to one lucky winner a certificate from both indian creek chokes and apex ammunitions for you to be able to pick up a box of ammo from apex uh, either 12 or 20 gauge of your choice and then also you get to pick up a choke of your choice from Indian Creek up to $90. So that's a $150 value that we're going to be giving away to you guys. And that is a perfect setup for anyone doing uh, mid to late season hunting or some of these seasons that are opening up up north. Uh, be able to get you an awesome set to get ready to go for this year. To win that, guys, we're going to be doing a Instagram post and Facebook post uh, sometime tomorrow. Or should I should say today when this episode drops on Thursday. And what you're going to have to do is like that post, like us and follow us on Facebook, and then tag two of your buddies in that post and you're registered to win. And again, guys, we're going to actually run this drawing for two weeks. Okay. So two weeks from now is when we're going to be announcing the uh, winner for that. Guys, this is a great opportunity from a Two great companies that have been very supportive of us and definitely want to support our listeners. So, guys, this is a great opportunity. Again, like like the post, like and follow us on Facebook, and then tag two buddies in that post, and you're, you're entered to win. And, again, guys, someone's going to be winning a great setup 
uh, that's gonna be completely customizable to you and your gun setup guys i wish everybody the best of luck for this upcoming weekend i hope y'all are very successful and again guys stay tuned for monday's episode we have a great episode coming up so you guys stay safe and have fun out there in the woods Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it, you're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no brainer. You got to be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.